Hi, this is Life Coach David. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. 2021. Let's make this an amazing year. Doesn't that sound good? It's time we all have an amazing year. And working with the Law of Attraction can make that happen for sure. And as you probably most know, I'm a certified and very experienced Law of Attraction Life Coach. If you want to find out more about me and having coaching with me, you can go to lifecoachdavid.com. And I'm so thankful for all of you listening. It makes me very happy and satisfied that the message I'm spreading and all the wonderful Law of Attraction things I talk about is helping people all over the world. And in the last podcast, I shared some Law of Attraction wins with you guys. So if you have any Law of Attraction wins you would like to share with me, please let me know about them so I can share them on an upcoming podcast. And you can just email me at david at lifecoachdavid.com and share some of your Law of Attraction wins. Because I can't be the only one having them, I'm sure. And it would be nice to hear about other people and what they're attracting. And at the beginning of a new year, I always like to set some general positive intentions for the upcoming year. So think about what positive intention you want to set for 2021. Maybe it's, this year I'm going to be the happiest I've ever been. Or maybe it's, this year I'm going to be in the receiving mode so I can attract all that I want. Yes, that feels really good. So just think of a positive intention that you want to make for the year and proclaim that to the universe. It feels really good and it's very powerful. And now I'm going to start reading from Money and the Law of Attraction. And we're in the same chapter as the previous podcast, but it's a different section. And this section is called, What About When One's Desire Overrules One's Belief? And Jerry asks, People have been running for thousands of years, and no one have been able to cover a mile in four minutes. And then a man named Roger Bannister did it. And once he did it, now many others have run the four-minute mile as well. And Abraham responds, When people do not allow the fact that no one else has ever done something to prevent them from doing it, they are of great advantage to others. Because once they break through and create it, then others can observe and in time come to believe it or expect it. And for that reason, everything that you accomplish is of value to your society. Your platform for progressive living continues to expand, and life does get better and better for everyone. However, we are wanting to take you beyond the need to see it before you can believe it. We want you to understand that if you believe it, then you will see it. Anything that you practice in your mind until the idea begins to feel natural to you must come to physical fruition. The law of attraction guarantees it. You will feel enormous liberation when you realize that you do not have to wait for someone else to do something in order to prove that it can be done or before you allow yourself to do it. As you practice new thoughts, reaching for improved emotions, 
and then see the evidence that the universe will provide, you will come to know your own true power. If someone were to tell you that you are experiencing an incurable disease, you could then say with confidence, I will decide what I will live, for I am the creator of my experience. If your desire is strong enough, it can outweigh your negative beliefs and your recovery will begin. It's not so different from the story of the mother whose child is pinned beneath the object that weighs many, many times more than anything she has ever lifted. But in her powerful desire to save her child, she does lift it. Under normal conditions, she cannot begin to lift this object, but with such powerful desire, her normal beliefs become temporarily irrelevant. If you said to her, do you believe you can lift that object? She would say, of course not. I can't even pick up my suitcase when it's full. But belief has nothing to do with this. Her child was dying, and her wanting was to free her child, and so she did. But what if I believe in dangerous germs? Jerry asks, I really do want to be healthy, but I also believe that I might catch some things. And so whenever I visit people who are in the hospital, I hold my breath as I walk down the corridor to avoid germs. Abraham responds, You must have very short visits. Ha ha ha. And then Jerry responds, I do have short visits, and I keep going to a window and trying to get some air. So if I believe that I could avoid the germs by holding my breath, then will that belief keep me from getting sick? And Abraham responds, In your strange way, you are maintaining a vibrational balance. You want health. You believe that germs can make you sick. You believe that your behavior of avoiding the germs is preventing sickness, and so you achieve a balance that works for you. You are, however, going about it the hard way. If you were really listening to your guidance system, you would not enter an environment where you believe there are germs that could compromise your well-being. The dread you feel about going into the hospital is your indicator that you are about to take action before you have achieved vibrational alignment. You could just not go to the hospital, but then you would feel uncomfortable because you know that your sick friend would enjoy a visit from you. So you find a way to visit your friend without feeling dread. And that is what we mean by finding vibrational alignment before you take the action of entering the hospital. In time, you can come to believe so much in your well-being or your desire for well-being can become so vivid that you could be in any environment and not feel a threat to your well-being. When you are in alignment with who you really are, and you are listening to your powerful guidance system, you would never enter an environment where your well-being could be threatened. Unfortunately, many people override their own guidance system for the sake of pleasing others. Two people could enter the hospital as you have described it, one feeling no threat to well-being and the other feeling great threat. The first would not get sick. The second one would, not because of the germs that are present in the hospital, but because of the person's vibrational relationship to his or her own sense of well-being. We are not attempting to alter your beliefs, for we do not see your beliefs as inappropriate. It is our desire to make you aware of your own emotional guidance system so that you can achieve the balance of vibration between your desires and your beliefs. 
Doing the right thing means to do that which is in harmony with your intent and with your current beliefs. Jerry says, so there's nothing wrong with taking the coward's way out? And Abraham responds, there are many people who override their own guidance system by trying to please others. And there are many people who will call you selfish or cowardly when you have the audacity to please yourself rather than them. Often others will call you selfish because you are unwilling to yield to their own selfishness without realizing the hypocrisy of their demand. Sometimes we are accused of teaching selfishness and we admit that it's true because if you are not selfish enough to tend to your own vibration and therefore hold yourself in alignment with your source, with who you really are, then you have nothing to give to another anyway. When others call you selfish or cowardly, their own vibrations are clearly out of balance, and a modification of your behavior will not bring them into balance. The more you think and speak of your own physical well-being, the more entrenched your own vibrational patterns of wellness will be, and the more the law of attraction will then surround you with things that enhance and support those beliefs. The more you tell your own story of well-being, the less vulnerable you'll feel. And then not only will your point of attraction shift so that different situations will surround you, but you will also feel different about the situations as they come. Of that section, and it's just a different way to look at what selfish is. Selfish from a law of attraction point of view is actually a good thing. And I just wanted to apologize because I'm trying a new microphone for this podcast and I can tell there's some interference. So if you hear a little buzzing every once in a while, that's what that is. So I have to figure out how to stop that from happening. Sorry about that. Anyway, the next section is called, I am guided toward what I do like. Abraham says, the only path to the life you desire is through the path of less resistance or the path of most allowance. Allowance of your connection to your source, to your inner being, to who you really are, and to all that you desire. And that allowance is indicated to you in the form of good feeling emotions. If you will let the feeling good be your most important priority, then whenever you are having a conversation that is not in harmony with the health you desire, you will feel bad, and so you will be alerted to your resistance. And then you can choose a better feeling thought, and you will be right back on track. Whenever you feel negative emotion, it is your guidance system helping you realize that you are, in this moment, offering resistant thought that is hindering the stream of well-being that would otherwise be reaching you fully. It is as if your guidance system is saying, here, you're doing it again, here, you're doing it again, here, you're doing it again. This negative emotion means you are in the process of attracting what you don't want. Many people ignore their guidance system by tolerating negative emotion and in doing so deny themselves the benefit of guidance from broader perspective. But once life has caused you to identify that you desire something, you will never again be able to look at its opposite or at the lack of it without feeling a negative emotion. Once a desire has been born within you, you must look at the desire if you are to feel good. And the reason for that is you cannot revert back to less than life has caused you to become. 
Once you identify a desire for wellness or for a specific bodily condition, you will never be able to focus upon the lack of it again without feeling negative emotion. Whenever you feel negative emotion, just stop whatever it is you're doing or thinking and think to yourself, what is it that I do want? And then, because you have turned your attention toward what you want, the negative feeling will be replaced by a positive feeling, and the negative attraction will be replaced by positive attraction, and you will be right back on track. And that's the end of that little section. And that's just a great reminder that we can't be in negative emotion and positive emotion at the same time. So I love that idea of flipping from what you don't want to what you do want, and of course, when we're focusing on what we do want, we're more in positive emotion. And that's where we want to be as much as possible. And the next section is called, First, I must be willing to please myself. Abraham says, When you have been on a particular train of thought for a while, it's not easy to abruptly change the direction of your thought because the law of attraction is supplying you with thoughts that match your current train of thought. Sometimes, while you are in that negative feeling mode, another who is not in that negative place will not agree with your negative view of your current subject, which only serves to make you want to defend your position all the more. Trying to defend or justify your opinion only causes you to stay in your resistant state longer. And the reason so many people hold themselves in resistance unnecessarily is because it's more important to them to be right rather than to feel good. When you meet those who are determined to convince you that they are right, and they try to hold you in a negative conversation in an attempt to convince you, sometimes you are considered uncaring or cold-hearted if you do not hear them and eventually agree with their point of view. But when you forfeit your good feeling that comes when you choose thoughts that harmonize with your broader perspective to try to please a negative friend who wants to use you as a sounding board, you are paying a very big price for something that will not help him or her either. That uncomfortable knot in your stomach is your inner being saying, this behavior, this conversation isn't in harmony with what you want. You must be willing to please yourself first or you will often be swept up by the negativity that surrounds you. And that's the end of that section. And how true is that? You know, we can be so easily swayed by a friend or a relative when they're so desperately trying to explain something and we can just get pulled right down. So again, it's so important to be aware of where you are, where your guidance system is at. So if you need to, you can change the subject, you can divert and go to something more pleasing to talk about. And I think for today, that's going to be the end of this podcast because so much was talked about, it's important to really get that. So think about all that I read about and that we talked about and figure out how you can use it in your life to live your life from a law of attraction point of view. Because when you do that, it only gets better. And again, if you want coaching by me, please contact me through david at lifecoachdavid.com or just go to my website, lifecoachdavid.com and you can contact me through there and the next podcast is going to be very interesting because a lot of general questions are asked and there's very interesting answers so thanks again for listening 
And like I always like to say, have a high vibration day.